What's up, everybody? This is Mike Schulte. Uh, we got my beautiful, lovely co-host, AJ Benz. Hey. And today's a little special because, uh, as you can tell, I mean, I, I'm, I think as you can tell from the title. Yeah, most likely. Or, like, even where you're getting your podcast, like... Mm-hmm. We're no longer the Cedar Rapids Music Scene Podcast. That's right. I know boos and hisses. Like, hear us out, okay? Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. We started this uh, Facebook group first as a, like a, this is our local scene, right? Mm -hmm. Cedar Rapids is where we're from. That's right. And then we started doing this podcast. And uh, I heard from a lot of people that said, well, I I saw your podcast, but, uh, you know, I I didn't want to listen to it because I don't live in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. And I started saying, well, hold on a second. I think... Our stories of who we're bringing on and what we're talking about, they're not just Cedar Rapids related. No. If anything, they're not even really Iowa related. They're... It's pretty general. Pretty general. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, uh, we're going to... We're just going to slowly increase... Our range. How about that? Right. We're not going to, we're not going to say the world podcast, no. world music podcast. No, no. Instead of Cedar Rapids, we are now the Iowa music podcast. Yes. Now, that doesn't change anything, brother. That doesn't change. I mean, we are still, we're interviewing musicians from the state of Iowa. We're hearing their stories. Right. We're sharing content that will help you. It's just no longer Cedar Rapids related. Right. I mean, it is. I mean, there's going to be people from Cedar Rapids. Yeah. But if you live in Des Moines, you should listen to our podcast. Absolutely. You can go back to all these old episodes and listen to them, and they're still going to apply to you. There's going to be relevant content and conversations for those listeners as well. Yes. Yeah, 100%. So we are now... CRMS presents the <laughs> Iowa Music Podcast. That's right. And this may be the last episode ever. <laughs> the first may be the last. Just the like first CRM. may be the last. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You see how this goes. That's right. So so here we are. Uh, I, I, I'm still out of the group. The mm. page might stay the same for now. Yeah. If I decide that this is going better and I want to come back, we might just, we might just chain, take that Cedar Rabbits That's out right. of the title. And try to start over. Yeah. Try to start fresh with whole the new, Iowa Music Podcast page. Yeah, whole new moniker. Whole the whole mo- thing. I don't know. Thing. How have things been going on the page? I, I I'm I'm not in there. Well, have you, you like, seen any weird stuff? You you know you relinquish like you're like well hey you know just you just got to monitor it. You just get you know accept some people in if it makes sense or don't and make sure no one's being like a, a troll ass. Like you know and you're I doing mean? those things. And I, I'm kind of doing those things. Is anything happening? I mean, there's some things that are happening. You know, there's, there's people who miss you, Mike. I, I was going to make a banner that just had you as a Messiah sort of figure, but then I didn't want to get like sacrilegious. Like, Save you know? that for when I come back. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Cause like I, I miss, I miss it. And I hope everybody understood from those episodes of yeah. why, I wasn't leaving because of the the group and people mm. per se. I just, man, I had a rough end of the year. Like, yeah. And I just needed to focus on some things that I cared about. I still care about this podcast. I care about the musicians in our town, mm-hmm. the musicians in Iowa, and I still want to keep doing this. And like, shit, man, maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll come out of this in the springtime and just have a nice clear head there you after go. some hibernation, and then we can talk again. So, but I just don't want to. I don't want to be the guy that's telling you what to do anymore. Yeah. That wasn't my position. I don't want to be that guy. I think that's what will mostly f- like the be the biggest change or feel like in the feel of the podcast. Yeah. Maybe is it's going to be more about like sharing experiences and uh, and and having stories with. Um, other people yeah. like our guests coming on and everything and, and identifying with that. And we're providing a platform for some of the most amazing musicians in our state Yeah, to tell their story. Yeah. 
And actually, that kind of leads us into our, our guest today. Uh, we had Sean Jacks. Most people know him from Skin Candy. No. Uh, and I, like, I, like I'll get to in the episode, I, I, I've only known him for like two months. Sure. But, you know, Sean, like many musicians, has a persona yes. of like uh, maybe a little tough guy or like hard to get into the circle kind of a thing. Like right. musicians kind of create personas yeah. and keep people at a distance. Well, but yeah. And as he so eloquently put it in, and in, in the episode you'll hear is he's got resting bitch face that he yes. says he has. He has <laughs> resting bitch face, you guys. And I didn't know it, but like Sean really opens up in this and I think shows a very sensitive side of, yeah. of, of the pros and cons of his career in music and where he's come from to get here. And, and like, he's still, he's been playing music for what, what did he say now? Like over 30 something years. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for that. How long skin candy has been around for 20 or more, two years or something Um, like that. Yeah. So, and he still goes through the same struggles that everybody else, the anxieties and, and uh, do I even want to do this anymore? Do I want to get off my couch and stop watching this Netflix episode to go down to the show? Like we all have those conversations. So, uh, I, I thought this was a super great episode. I thought it was a really cool one to, kind of kick off this just more interview style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be really exciting. I think we got yeah. some great guests coming down in the future. Yeah. I heard uh, we have some major sponsorship coming down the... Huge sponsorships yeah. coming. Just from- based on the name change, they That's all right. contacted us. Yep. And they're like, bro. Oh, man. We need to get How do we that. get on board? How do we get in the Iowa Music Podcast? That's bro? right. We're trying to get our contracts lined up and, you know, get the lawyers in and, you know, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see how it goes. We'll see who makes the cut. Yeah. So before we go to this episode, as we move forward, you know, like share these episodes. I, we feel like these are more for anybody to listen to, whether you got any musicians out of state, yeah. musicians around the state, whether you have friends that just like music and hearing good stories. I think uh, sharing this would be super awesome. Yeah. I think uh, ranking it. Absolutely. Rating it. Rate, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give it, give it that five star. Give it that five star. Don't give it less than five star. Yeah. Either it's, don't give it or give it five star. That's right. Cause like we're good at this. That's we're right. really good. We're very, we're seasoned, seasoned. You're good. <laughs> what do you want to plug for before we kick off this episode? I don't have much to plug, man. I've got, you know, like we've done before. I've, uh, my big thing that I do now is Wolf Den wears and it's a brand, brand that I get to work on. And I, I also like to work with musicians yeah. and bands and, and uh, help help with their not only help with uh, you know their merch but their branding as well and that's been a way more fun is doing some consulting stuff like that and uh, um, getting to work with with musicians and bands and some some businesses too um, some really cool ones coming up that I'll tell you about later but yeah. can't talk about it now yeah not on the so, air bro not on the air oh man and don't forget the I'm super stoked podcast I'm super stoked podcast that's uh, me and uh, a, a musician in the area Sean Pryor we do a Sean a, P we do a podcast called I'm super stoked podcast that you can find on any social or uh, any platform. Um, that's great for comedy talking about the things that you think about that you think no one else thinks about. I'm really excited so, for your next episode. When yeah. the fuck does it come out? It's going to be coming out actually. Uh, it should be Thursday. Okay. So like probably now yeah. you guys can probably go on there. Probably go on there they it. talk about top 10 movies of the decade. Yeah. It's going to be a, it's a fun one, which dude, come on. You know what? Next, after this interview is over, let's talk yeah. about our top 10 music, musics of the decades. How about that? All right. Without further ado, enjoy this interview with Sean Jacks of Skin Candy. So you ready to rock and roll? Sir. Can I have one of those? Man? Yeah, you can have one of these. 
while I give you one of these. Yeah. Sean Jacks, how the hell are you? I am good. I uh suffering a, a cold like uh, many people. You and, sound sexy though. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I think people are going, man, that voice sounds great. Well, the voice doesn't match the face, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you do have a voice for radio. A face for radio. Yeah, face for say. radio. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get told that all the time. So. Yeah. I think we all do. <laughs> all right, I have two fast questions for you. Is Sean Jacks your real name? That is a no. I've I was gonna asked, say. Yeah. Um, you don't have to say your real name if you want. Are you in like witness protection or something like that? <laughs> no, you know, and I <laughs> honestly, uh, the reason, um, I did a, a false last name is, uh, uh, and not to get into too much of, uh, personal stuff, but I mean, you can ask me anything, but, um, I don't want to give my dad the credit because I still have his last name. Right. I don't want to give him any credit for anything that I do. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, get everything you've done, anything right. you're possibly going to do, like right. you don't deserve any exactly. credit. Exactly. And with that being said, uh, you know, he, he's been out of my life since I was yeah. 16. So um, he's nothing but a stranger to me now and has been for a while. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's just a simple fact that um, I don't want to give him any credit for anything. It's principle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then second question. Are you a podcast virgin? Have you ever done a podcast before? All right, listen closely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I just got popped. I knew it. You know, AJ, you can always tell when they walk in, they're yeah. like, oh, so this is a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, not, it's not as cool as you think it's it is. It's not as I mean, cool as you this think. This is luscious, luxurious. <laughs> Isn't this uh, amazing? I mean, look at the pool with the girls out there. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we recorded this insane. in July of That's 2018. Right. <laughs> you're finally, getting, you're finally yeah. hearing this episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, dude, it's it's glad we're glad to have you here, man. Especially on this kind of inaugural little trip we're doing here. But um, I I've only actually met you like face to face in person just recently. Like I think we really. I think we touched base a little bit on Facebook a couple months ago. Sure. Um, but I've known about you forever. In fact, the weirdest thing, I think I told you this story, is I'm pretty sure, uh, for those of you who don't know, we'll get into it later, Sean's in a band called Skin Candy. I'm like 99% sure that Skin Candy was playing a Halloween show at volume. Uh, so, you know, like what used to be was the Dragon, then it was volume, sure. then it was... What then it was like two cans tiki bar and then it was oh God, and then it was that. Hazard County and now it's nothing. But <laughs> like I'm pretty sure I walked in after going to all these bars going, Man, fucking Halloween's the best, but fuck all these bands. Nobody gives a shit. None of these bars give a shit. And I walk in and literally like skin candies on stage, unbelievable dress, like all this decoration, and I was like Yes. Hell yeah. Like I bet I'd I bet I would get along with these guys. And finally, That's- I mean that was I, if I had to be real, man, that was probably like 2010. It might have. Well, yeah, you're probably right uh, with that lineup we had. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> Dude, does that sound familiar? It like, does. You would know, that have been you? Yeah, actually, uh, I have a, a mental picture in my head on. I, I think we had the, the airbrush skull faces did. on. Did Tom Foraker ever he play? Was, okay, yeah, he that was, was there. the only reason I knew it because I used to work with him at West Music in Coralville, like yeah, a long that bastard time ago. Tom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he's such a mean guy. Is he really? Know, he's no. a terrible guy, right? <laughs> he's he's one of the sweetest guys ever. I, I when I moved to uh, Iowa in '93, uh, Tom was in the first band. Uh, Tom and Rob, actually, the bass player for Skin Candy. Uh, that's how we. I meant those guys right away, and uh, we were in a band called Top Heavy uh, back in the day around Cedar Rapids, and it kind of bled over after Top Heavy dissolved. Um, uh, me and Troy Mitchell, yeah, 
uh, met at, uh, God, I can't remember that bar. I'm, could, like a music venue? Could or? it be, was, is Mad Dog sound right? Or no, Big Dogs. No, no, no. That, that, no. <laughs> I was going to say, Big you would know what right. Big Dogs was. Big Dogs is right, but know. it's more in the Czech Village area. See, that's oh. before, I mean, what are we talking, like mid-90s at this point? No, this would have been late 90s. Okay. Oh, no. I had just come to town, and I was still a, I was still a high schooler at that point. So I Jesus Christ, I'm know, old. I man. No, nah, you're not. I mean, we're all old, okay? Nah, yeah. Once we hit a certain number, we're all old. <laughs> no, but uh, I had met Troy uh, at this place, and uh, me and him kind of got talking, and well, I'm not doing anything. He's not doing anything, and uh, kind of started the skin candy thing. So, so um, you said you moved to Iowa in '93. Where'd you Where did you grow up, or uh, where were you living before that? In a, a small town called Rock Falls, Illinois. Rock Falls is that on the way to Chicago, off yeah, of like '88 yeah, yep, or something like that? Yep. That's how you recognize it. Yeah, it's a people know Sterling, Illinois, okay. more than they do. <laughs> Every time I say Rock Falls, oh, they're like Rock Falls, and I'm like, it's, it's like Corville is to Iowa City. Sterling, or they're oh yeah, oh yeah, Sterling, yeah. So what so, brought you to Iowa then, or like to um, Cedar Rapids in particular? When I was just out of high school, I was 18, 19, um, I started playing six nights a week in Rock Island. So I, w- <laughs> I wasn't even, I mean, it was illegal for me to even be playing in bars. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, the, if you're in a band, they, they didn't check your ID or nothing like that. Yeah, you right, know, you're so. working. So I must have looked old back then, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, we played six nights a week. Uh, so that's – I'm like, this is great. I don't got to get a real job, you know. All I do rock star live. Uh, you, you play from nine at night till three in the morning every night, you know, six nights a week. And back then, you know, of course – you you were young enough to where your voice had the stamina to play five I was hours a say, night. That sounds terrible. You know, like right now, could oh, you do that? Geez. Not a chance, man. Uh, I might last two nights, maybe, <laughs> but uh, for five hours a night, especially with the mate- the material. You know, the the Judas Priest and the right uh, all the high vocal stuff. You know, um, it, it can take a toll on you. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of where it started, and um, this is when. You remember the little uh, newspapers, you know, the music newspapers, you know, the ads, the want ads and whatever. Uh, maybe the, the younger kids have no idea what that what is. Mean, what's a newspaper? Yeah, what's a newspaper? <laughs> um, what's paper? <laughs> what's paper? Uh, a couple of the guys saw an ad or I saw their ad. I can't remember which one, but uh, they had come down from Iowa City yeah. to see see me play there. And, you know, they come up to me and they said, hey, no disrespect to the band you're in, but we're way better than <laughs> these guys. Can You know, we want you to come, you know, audition for us. And I said, sure, you know. Uh, so went to Iowa City um, and uh, auditioned. And a week later, I moved all my stuff from Illinois. So they, li- they, they came to see you yeah. from Iowa City? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so the... Uh, uh, a week later, I moved in with the drummer, and um, that was top heavy then, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I took the first job I got, and imagine this: uh, I got a job at Happy Joe's making pizzas, <laughs> and they put me in a delivery truck. Granted, I've never been to Iowa City before, and Iowa City's not the easiest town to navigate. No. Well, especially when GPS has never been it's invented yet. Thing. Wait, what? <laughs> GPS has not always been a thing. Yeah, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> Remember the phone books and they had the map at the the front. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I've never fucking been to Iowa City before. I've got eight pizzas getting cold. How did that job <laughs> go for uh, you? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? You either keep me in the kitchen 
or uh, let me familiarize. Yeah, uh, get familiar. Give me some time. Yeah, it was. Needless to say, there was a lot of pissed off people at first. So I delivered um, pizzas for Falbos in Iowa City. Oh, really? Oh, I love Falbos. But that—that's one of the eat like. If you move to a town and you want to figure out where streets are, like yeah. get a pizza well, delivery it, job or it something. Wasn't, yeah. It wasn't just that either. It was, you know, being so broke and moving with nothing into a, an apartment where we rehearsed already. Uh, it's like, how am I going to save money here to be able to afford rent? Especially and that this, town that. too, right? Yeah. And I'm like, well, get a job in the food industry because there's your groceries. Yeah. You know, you got to take home pizza every night or mm. food. So that, that that took care of of the food portion of my bills. Right. So, yeah. So, uh, and then uh, after a while, I got into, the drummer got me in a, a painting job in 95. And uh, I've been doing that, ever, doing since. that ever since. So, yeah. Isn't so. it weird? Maybe I just don't hear about it more often, but you hear so many stories. Like, you just told the same story that you hear all these, all your favorite bands from the... 70s, 80s, 90s yeah. are like, yeah, so it was weird. Like, we, we saw our singer playing in a, a yeah. bar and we said, hey, singer, come with right. us. Or it always seemed like the band was formed and then they'd pull members from other bands. Right. But I really don't... Does that happen now? It, it doesn't seem like that's kind of a thing that you hear about as much when yeah. when you're hearing these origin stories about bands. The only different from our story, my story, compared to those stories, is those bands went on to be famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're talking about yeah, Metallica. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm still, still like, slinging a paintbrush. Still, paint. yep. still slinging a paintbrush. But, well, uh, okay, so, yeah. so you're in Cedar Rapids now, and you're playing in this band. Top. Was that was that originals, or were you kind of doing both? We did both. Yeah. Um, but we did, like, uh, Sabbath and Maiden and uh, Megadeth and uh, Dream Theater and, and you know, a, a ton of... yeah. It was never poison. It was never uh, okay. Uh, it wasn't what everybody else was playing at that point, really. Right, but but the only thing is, it was right. It was in ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. That was Nirvana, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam that, you know. That's taken over the airways. Oh yeah, in in. Who wants to go hear Aces High from Iron Maiden? You know, <laughs> during that time, you know, so. Uh, I mean, we had a following. Don't get me wrong, and, and uh, uh, we played a lot of national shows and stuff too. But um, but it was totally against the grain right. of of what was, and we weren't reinventing the wheel by no. any means, you know, because uh, we ended up just writing an album and going up to Catamount and uh, Cedar that. Falls yeah. and recorded our album. And I mean, and then were you hitting were you hitting tours like at least around the Midwest? And no, stuff like no, that, that never happened. Um, just it, back then, it was just there was no connections. You know, it was you. You had a booking agent. That's actually know? true because we've had episodes about talking about how like when MySpace really came around, yeah. that sorted started helping make people make booking mm-hmm. connections. Right. But I, I don't know how you did it in the nineties, right? It, it was you, tough. I mean, it was it was all local stuff, um, and just getting pissed off about not. I mean, don't get me wrong, playing Iowa and Cedar Rapids and Iowa City and, and all these places are total, yeah. uh, it's a blast. But you want to branch out. Yeah. And when you don't have any contacts, it's, it's you, you just get frustrated. And uh, the more that time goes on, it's who you know and your connections and and, and everything, you know. And it, 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 we could only take it so far yeah. before 
you know, it just imploded. And you guys kind of people moved on with their lives, yeah. got married, had kids, yep. and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So then what happened after that where you kind of sit? I mean, because the, the way the way I'm feeling you is like most people is you, you you're at that age and you get a taste of the music life and you're like, this is what I want to do. Right. I mean, was that kind of how you were and saying, like, I, I want to play music. I'm good at it. Yeah. You know, uh, when I first started, um, I never, ever wanted to be a singer. Ever in my life. So you didn't sing back then for some of those for Top Heavy? Oh, no, I did. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I'm talking about... You didn't, you didn't have a dream to do it. N- not... I wanted to do music, but there's no way I was going to get up there and be a singer. <laughs> there's no way in not hell. Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. <laughs> I never, ever wanted to do that. Um, but when, you know, you're in, you're in grade school, you're in... Uh, I started in fifth grade... Uh, I remember there was an assembly in the gym, and uh, it was tryouts for for a band, you know. Um, and they brought in all the instruments, you know, drums, trumpets, clarinets, you know, the whole whole shebang. And this was in fifth grade, and you got to try out if if you were interested in joining band, you know, music. Um, you got to try out any instrument, you know. So I'm like, all right, I really wanted to play drums. Like everybody, and, right? Yeah, I love playing drums. I got an electric, electric kid at home that, you know, I I love playing drums, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but uh, so I'm like, ah, what? I want to play something. And I'm like, I'll try these other things out, yeah. you know, just to try them out. But I, I already knew. I'm like, I'm I'm playing those. I'm playing the drums. Yep. That's what I'm doing. You I'm know? playing them or I'm yeah. not joining band. So. <laughs> Stupid ass me goes over and picks up a trombone. <laughs> what were you? Did you kill it? Like, were you really good at it? I, I blew into it. And it was so fucking loud. I'm like, <laughs> this. I'm doing this. Did you yeah. hear the the reverb and the echo in the gym on this? Thing? Everyone stopped what they yeah. were doing when I did this. I'm like, I'm doing this, man. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I, I <laughs> from fifth grade all the way through high school, I played trombone. Yeah. You know, and uh, it opened up a whole. It. I mean, it, I'm. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't do that. It made you smarter musically. Yeah, you 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 understand it. A you little read more. music. You read time signatures. You yeah, know, uh, you knew the notes. Um, you know, you played. I played classical, jazz, pop. Um, went to a state contests totally. all the time. Yeah. Um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, Illinois Wesleyan University Orchestra, they did a a, a search for. Eighth grade, seventh and eighth grade, to have guest uh, guest musicians come and sit with the orchestra. Yeah, you know, you got to do that. It, cool. Yeah, in eighth grade, uh, out of twenty trombonists there, they, we had twenty in the orchestra. I was the very first chair. Damn! Wow. So, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> no pun horn. intended. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was really cool. I was really proud of myself because uh, that was. I never thought that I'd, but then I, but then along came, and they're they're to blame for this. Yes, and I've already talked. I've Whose met fault him, is it? I've met him a few times and have told him that that it's their <laughs> fault. Along came Motley Crue, uh, <laughs> and and then you threw that trombone away, didn't you? I traded my trombone in for which is now a microphone, but um, my friends down the street, I'd, I'd walk out of my back door, go down the alley. And they lived at the end of the street, across the street on the corner. Uh, they were brothers. 
one played guitar and one played drums, you know, and, uh, the other guy that played bass lived just across the street the other way. So they had a band. They didn't have a singer. And this is no way was I going to do it, you know, but they were friends. But you wanted to be in the band, though. Well, I just wanted to go down to listen to them, you know. I'm like, this is cool. They're playing, uh, you know, White Lion. They're playing, you know, Metallica. They're playing Sabbath, you know. Uh, It was cool to just be be around it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So they were learning all these songs, and they'd rehearse them and stuff, and they were having trouble getting through the songs without knowing where they were, really, Without the, you know, the, the lyrics, yeah. you know, and they're like, we know you're not a singer or nothing, but can you just talk your way through the song so we know where we are? <laughs> I'm like, I guess, but it's going to sound terrible. And they're like, I'm, well, I'm we not a singer. Yeah, we don't care about that. Just can you talk us through? I'm like, yeah, that's that's cool. I said, but no one can come over and see this. No, because <laughs> that's the garage right. door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, so I did that for a while. And then um, I'm like, man... I don't want to be a singer. I don't. But they already had a drummer. Yeah. Already had a bass player. And you were having too much fun. Just yeah. Being they already had a guitar player. I'm like, all right. I said, if I'm going to do this, I need to do it. Yeah. You know? And I, I never, ever wanted to be a singer. That's the thing. It's did so you, weird. Did you know that you could sing? I mean, did you sing along with records and be like, oh, okay, I got a pretty good voice? At that point, uh, there's no way I'd let anybody hear me. Yeah. You yeah. Know? You're just it doing was, it by yourself. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, your bedroom was under lockdown. Mm-hmm. Mm. You put up so much, so many blankets in front of the door, yep. so you hope no <laughs> one heard. Right. Yep. Still you trying know. to be quiet, so mom will hear you. Right, in the room. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. weird. That's weird though, because people that like, I mean, you're you're an amazing singer. Thank right? you, thanks. But like to think that you 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 don't like learn how to sing. I mean, you either have a good voice or you don't. Yeah. So like, you clearly had a good voice back then, What's, but you didn't want to let people hear. But then you got all these people that have terrible voices that go right. to karaoke and are like. Right. Look right. at me and hear me. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, that, that's, you were modest about it. Well, the thing is, is um, I, I didn't know I had a voice back then, you know. But again, if I was going to talk my way through the songs, yeah. I'm like, man, I should at least try. Yeah. You know. So I started trying, you know. And and, uh, <laughs> and the my favorite singers, you know, obviously Rob Halford, uh, Sebastian Bach, yep. uh, mm. Axl Rose, Tom Kiefer. Robert Plant, Steven Tyler, of course, um, all those guys. And they, they have a higher register. I'm like, man, that's like, that's what I want to do is the higher register stuff, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be able to use that if, if need be. You know, a lot of singers, and there's nothing wrong with it, have a just a certain range, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like a Brett Michaels, you know, that, He's he's got a he's there certain, and that's certain comfortable yep. range and he stays within those parameters, mm-hmm. you know, which works great for yeah. him, you know. But I never wanted to be just that. I wanted to be able to sing the highest of highs and yeah. the lowest of lows, you know. Impress people while yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so I just while every all my friends went out on the weekends and and everything, you know, they're out at all these parties and and doing this, that, and the other. I stayed home. Really? I stayed home up in my room. Tried to perfect the craft, right? Like eight hours. Six to eight hours a day singing. Wow. Yeah. You know, just, okay, uh, the first Skid Row album, Slave to the Grind, you know, uh, Steel Heart. Uh, so you'd put uh, on the album and then just sing along y- to it. That's all I yeah. ever did is sing along, match my voice to yeah. what they're doing. Sure. Build that muscle. 
and I, I learned all the higher register stuff first. Yeah. And then I worked on my, my lower vocals, yeah. you know. But the enjoyment I got out of it was being able to, you know, put that gas pedal down and, you know, and be able to sing Painkiller, you know, from Priest or, or something, you know, or, or uh, Victim of Changes, right. you know, when kids shouldn't be... <laughs> should <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, which <laughs> I, it was... I loved it, and I got such a rush out of being able to to do that stuff, and I never took less, and, and I, I should have, and I, I should still take lessons right. today, you know, because there's always... Every, you can Something learn, you can improve on. Oh, yeah. everything, you know, even... No matter what show you go to, if you like the singer or not, or or even if you're a drummer, bass player, guitar player, if you're not a fan of whatever, there's always something you can take yeah. away from that band 100%. or that, that yeah. person, um, whether they're just okay or they're just fantastic. They probably do something better yeah, than you. Yeah, and it's like, fuck, I never thought of that, yeah. you know, or... That's the that their approach to that is is you know different than I would have ever thought of. So how do you transition from not wanting anybody to hear at all to getting on stage where pe- where you're the front man? You know, I mean, how does that even how, how does this that transition is what happened? Happen? This is what happened after practicing for so long and going down to my friend's house, you know, and and going through all that. My unbeknownst to me, my mom signed me up at Griggs Music. I think it was Griggs. It could have been another music store in, in town. Signed me up for rock school. <laughs> <laughs> and yes. she's like, hey, I signed you up for uh, a music thing at the... At the oh, I'm okay. Like, okay, what, am I playing trombone? What's the, what's going on here? No, I've no, you're singing in your yeah. room. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> oh, and it's gosh. like... You're going to learn to be a rock star. Yeah, I break out in a sweat, and <laughs> uh, my face just blossomed pimples right on the spot, you know? <laughs> but it's like, oh, great, you know? I, and I knew... Obviously, someday you'd be forced to. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You're putting the time in, dude. Yeah. I mean, you got to yeah, do people it People can't stand out your window and watch you sing in your room, you <laughs> right, know? Right. But, um, so yeah, I went out and did that, and, you know, there was drummers that signed up, bass players, guitar players, you know, singers that signed yeah. up. You kind of formed bands and stuff. Yeah, they, they would uh, assign you certain yep. people for certain songs, and uh, they assigned me... Um, a Bon Jovi tune and a Guns N' Roses song, which is fine because then you get comfortable with the people you're playing with there. And then they're like, okay, at the end of rock school, we're going to put on a concert for the public. No. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 no. You know, I was <laughs> no grandma and grandpa get to come and take pictures. Yeah, of you. It's, it's like, great, so great. Great. This is, this is going to be just fantastic. You know, uh, I was so scared, so nervous to to even do that. Um, I'm like, I wonder if it would matter if I just had my back to the crowd. Okay. Would, would they even... Yeah, yeah. Do they even care? Is that yeah, rock and roll or, or what? Or, you know, could I get there early and cut a hole out in the stage and kind of fall through it and run under the stage and run home? You know? <laughs> Something. Something you know? to get out of this. Yeah. Someone uh, break my leg or... or <laughs> You know, knock me out or something, so I don't have to do this. Um, so you finally did it, right? I mean, I, yeah, I, I went through with it, uh, and it was a it was a scary, scary thing. But but did it did it turn you though? Because you know, like when you get that first taste, 
you're like, oh damn, like this is pretty cool that I'm the that people care what I'm doing. See, right I now. wasn't. I, I don't think I thought that at the time. I was just. It was so weird. I was glad it was over. Yeah, get it over. Not with. because I didn't like. I just wasn't comfortable yeah, enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now you couldn't tell because it's it's fuck this, fuck you, you know, on stage, you know. Uh, it's it's yeah, and you've been doing it for a long yeah, enough. Yeah, so it's, so it's it's just. But back then, it's so night and day from what it is now. Obviously, but um, it was a scary thing for me back then. So, do you get any? Are you just who cares nowadays on stage, or do you still have any anxieties? Or because you know, I mean, I I still I've been I've been playing in front of crowds since right. whatever it's been thirty years or something yeah. like that. But like, I still have trouble looking at the audience for like the first couple songs. You right. know, I I just don't want to. Like, what if they're not having fun? Oh, my God, let's just concentrate on my drums for a little bit and then slowly make sure people are having fun. I yeah. I, I get I never get nervous. I just get anxious sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, do you do you are is, is all those fears gone now? And you're just like, fuck, who cares? Or yeah, do you still it, get it's it's basically that there's a lot of times in the I'm going to unveil a secret here. But, yeah. Um, there's a lot of times where, you know, at rehearsal, we'll put in so much time on learning a tune or, or trying to do some, do a song that's really tough to do. And when we nail it, you know, it's like, yes, they're going to love this, you know? And then you go out and you can play the song and then you're done and it's fucking crickets. Yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Did you hear that? <laughs> it's like, we fucking busted our ass yeah. on this song and you, you fuckers don't even care, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. That that does, I mean, but and then there'll be the opposite, where you literally didn't even practice oh, yeah, something. Yeah, And exactly. you just go, yep. oh, fuck around, let's do this. And people yeah. loved it. Yeah, and it's, it's like, and you can tell, <laughs> I'll, another little secret, you can tell when, I'm not upset, but I get kind of miffed in a way when that happens. You know, when we, we, we nail the song, a nice tight ending, damn, we're done. <laughs> There's nothing. And then... A cloud comes over me, and I'm like, you know, and that's when the sarcasm. That's yeah. when that's when someone should take the microphone away from me <laughs> and put me in the corner and give me a timeout. Dave, you go take a timeout. We're gonna do an instrumental right, jam right exactly. now. Exactly. Because I'm about like, what you did. Okay, that another crowd favorite. You know, yeah. it, it, I've gotten better over the years. Yeah. But, but, the, <laughs> but there's actually an art to that though, because Jerry, Jerry, and our band yeah. will will be the first one to be like, oh, cool golf clap, guys. We've literally been. Like it comes I know, off I know very sarcastic. Yeah, yeah. Like he's joking, but he's actually kind of being serious. And a lot of times it works. Yeah. A lot of times people go, "Oh shit, you're right. Actually, we should probably clap <laughs> for this song." And that that's just a, <laughs> we shouldn't have to fucking. I know. Beg. You shouldn't have to say that. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but but then you play uh, "Back in Black" and it's like the greatest fucking thing ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know. <laughs> yeah, but that that goes out to a lot of the the, the any musicians in the crowd are generally the first ones to be up to the front of the stage. Right. The yeah. first ones to be like, yeah, and yeah. start the applause, yeah. which is, it's almost like we feel that's our job right, to right. get, to get a crowd to be like, Hey, it's okay to like these guys. Come on guys. Right. Right. But people that have never played music, they don't know. Yeah, they literally is. know nothing about what it takes yeah. to put on a show. And it's, it's, you get paid for your rehearsal time. Correct. Your load in, your load out, your booking the shows, yeah. the posters, the promo, uh, all that stuff that takes, so really you make like 
75 cents an hour <laughs> when it comes less than that. Yeah. <laughs> when, if, if you're in my band, it's less than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, playing the show is, that's the easiest that's part the easy of part. it, you know? A lot of people say that. Yeah, you know, I play, we play for free, but you're paying us for everything Yeah, else. exactly. Yeah. So how long how long Skin Candy been around? Uh, I want to say 98, 99. Wow. Yeah. So That's got to be one of the longer running bands. We've been beating this dead horse for a long time. <laughs> People are still time. showing up. Well, man. <laughs> I, and God bless them for doing that. Uh, we've gone through uh, uh, numerous lineups. Um, that's that's 20. Did you have a 20 year anniversary yet? Do you do anything or do you not want to call attention to it? <laughs> <laughs> we just started two years ago. Yeah, yeah. No. Actually, but that's what's funny about the general music public is some people may see you for the first time and not even right. have never even heard of you. No, like, and, you guys and, are great in in that. We, we do get a lot of that. And it always it puts a smile on my face because I'm like, <laughs> Well, they say everything comes around again, and we're coming around again. You know, we're that old. Where like You're reinventing uh, yourself, yeah, like uh, like bell bottoms came back in. You know, and in seventies music came back around, and now the eighties stuff's yep. coming back around. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's weird. You know, you, you got your 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 fans that uh, you've had forever. You know, that have families and. You know, grandkids. Their kids now. come out yeah. and see you now, probably. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's uh, which is great, makes you feel even older. <laughs> um, but yeah, honestly, it's it's really incredible, and uh, it's really a, you feel blessed in a way that people even want to take the time to even come out. You know, especially when it's ten below zero. Or, yeah, right. Mm. Or or. Or whatever the circumstances are, they take time out of their lives to, to actually come see you. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I appreciate the people that actually do that. Because, like I had said before, you know, I'm happy at home on the couch with Netflix and, uh, you know, my laptop and writing songs yeah. and, and and spending time with my kids and stuff. You know, um, so for the fact that these people even come out still in our age group. Just it really blows my mind yeah. that way, because I, I I think to myself I can't be the only person inside that feels like oh, I just want to stay home and watch. No, you know, exactly. not the only person. <laughs> I got to get caught up on the Mandalorian, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh God, I got to go play a damn rock show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of times, and uh, people might take it the wrong way. You know, when we do have shows, it's like God, I I actually don't want to. I don't want to go yeah. do this, you know. But then you know. You get knocked in the head and and say, you know what? Uh, God's given you a gift to be able to do something, you know. Go do it. Go do it, yeah. you know. And and uh, I know a lot of people would 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 love to be able, and everybody has it in them to do it. Um, some better than others, yeah. you know. And that's just when when I go see a band or and I don't get out enough to do that, and that's one of my resolutions is to get out more and support yep. more local musics and, and, and be more of a face around there and do that because there's so many people that come out and see us that are already in bands, you know, and I, every time they show up, I'm like, fuck, I, I, did, never, I didn't I go didn't to their show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, I feel so guilty that I didn't go see them, you know? So that's something that something I'm, you're working. Yeah. On that year. I need to fix and, and, and pay it, you know, pay it back to them by, by going out and seeing them. You know what I've noticed, man? Uh, when, when this whole group started, uh, we we kind of made an emphasis on, like, 
making this scene better is going to support everyone else. Right. Right. And, and so, so I made it like two years ago, I've tried to make it a point to try to see like as many bands as I could, I'd never seen. And it actually like kind of lights a fire under you a little bit. I found that it makes me want to play even more. Uh, when you're seeing everyone else playing, and you're like you said earlier, right. you're learning. You're oh like, oh yeah. man, that man, that song would go over really well, and that I like the way he plays that on right. drums or whatever. It's actually kind of made me a little bit more apt to say, "Hell yeah, we got a show tonight." You yeah. know, where if yeah, if you stay home, dude, you can fall in that pit. And just oh go, yeah, oh, I don't yeah. want to do anything. It's, it's a comfort thing, you know, yeah. and uh, you don't have to put your guy liner on. You don't, <laughs> you know, your man stays in your bag. You can just. <laughs> Loaf on the couch with yeah. a cup of coffee. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. In a Snuggie. Yeah. Uh, you got a Motley Crue Snuggie or something yeah, you like you don't that. have to. <laughs> I, I don't have to put on my Motley Crue Spanx, you know, <laughs> <laughs> for well, the show. Dude, I got I got I wonder uh, what your thoughts are on this. You know, like a lot. I mean, you're, dude, you're like, you, you look like a rock and roller. I mean, you're tatted up. And, and I think a lot of people, they see you on stage. You've kind of got the persona, like a badass rocker, you know. Um, people probably think it's party nonstop. They probably think it's just like, man, you must have the coolest life ever, you know, but I, I don't know if this has been different for you, but if you have any stories on it, that'd be great is, I mean, the, the negative side of, of yeah. loving this business and loving being in music can create a negative in, in the yeah. other parts of your life sometimes. Yeah. It's a, this is a big 55 gallon drum of worms were about to open. <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 it's got its negative connotations and, and positives, you know, um, and that's with anything in life, but uh, it, it does take a toll on, on everything, you know, physically, mentally, um, relationships. Um, my first and foremost thing I care about the most not to be cliche, is my kids, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, when I first met my wife, um, she already had a kid, um, Brittany, who was five, and uh, I swore I'd never, ever date a chick that already had a kid. But you did. And I know that sounds harsh, but, you know, fuck off. Yeah, it's you're just, living a lifestyle. Me. You don't want any yeah, extra you know, responsibilities. And- you know, I'm relatively young, you know, back then, and... Uh, She's the one that broke the wall down, you know, and um, uh, so we started our relationship, raised Brittany, you know, got got her real dad back in her life, you know, because my dad left when I was 16. Yeah. I didn't want to see her real dad not in her life, you know. Um, I thought it was really important. Yeah, that's Admiral. You didn't want to take, take the position. You wanted to help them get it back, right? right? And, of course, you know, being the new guy, you don't want the old guy showing up all the time. And that's just, that's just the way it is. But I didn't want to be that guy that didn't want the old guy around just for the selfish purpose of me. I wanted him to be around for her because I don't know what my life would be like if, if my dad had stuck around, you know? Um, so with that being said, you know, raising her and now, uh, She's almost 30 years old. Wow. Four grandkids. Wow. And she's got twin twins on the way. So Damn. Um yeah, and that's just, part of your life now. I yeah, mean, and I it's just the coolest thing. I love her so much and uh I those grandkids are the most awesomest thing ever and 
If my if if in I got Jax, my son, who's eighteen, and Lily, who's fourteen, um, and those three are just everything to me. And yeah. the, the grandkids, you know, and it's it's weird because I think if if Lily or Jax came up to me and said, "Dad, quit music and and just stay home with us," I'd be like, "Okay." You uh, you almost mm. wouldn't think twice about it. Well, would you? you know, I I would do anything for yeah. him. You know. Um, you know, of course, I'd miss it, but uh, I've made some, you know, along the way, you know, in life, you make bad decisions, you know. Um, uh, the person you're with doesn't want to do the band life anymore, and I understand. And it's easy for them to say no more, but yeah. you're so invested. Well, how, do you, since, how do you say no more, you know? And I, I understand where she's coming from, you know, and, you know, it's not... It's it's hard to word this. It's not easy being in a band and having a healthy relationship with someone. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Um, but it, it was it was so we went about it the wrong way in the beginning. And if if I could just change all that and go back and take, you know. There was a fork in the road. Yeah, knowing and what we you went know left. Now. Yeah, I wish we would have went right. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, you get asked, it's either music or me, and it's like I've been doing this since fifth grade. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So you either look at it as, if you choose the relationship, that's great. You have the person you're in love with, and that you want to sp- still spend the rest of your life with, but you're going to be miserable because you don't have that. Because you don't have music in yeah. your life. That you've had since you were, I don't know, how the hell old, how old are you in fifth grade? I, I actually was wondering that the other day. I'd, you're uh, like, you're like 10 or something like that. Uh, yeah, no, it'd be, you'd be like 12, 12, 11, okay. 12. Well, 10, I think, sounds, 10 like sounds better. That's not, let's say 10. <laughs> 10, you're 10. <laughs> <laughs> I got held back a few years. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, but uh, if you choose music, then you're miserable because you don't have the person yeah. you're in love with. Yep. So you're fucked either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either your two loves, like what well, yeah. you can't have them both sometimes, nope. right? And and it's it's still so tough every day to to wake up and 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 have to have that in your mind, you know. And, and you fight with that decision all the time, you know. And yeah, if you if you would have cho- chosen the relationship, things would be great for a while, you know. But then. That that music thing's yeah. always going to be nagging at you, you know, and vice versa, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, which one do you choose? You know, it's it's like in an ideal world, you can do them both, but that's not always the case, right? Yeah, it's it's like having two guns on the table, both with one bullet in them. You don't know which one's going to fire. Yeah, you take the one to your head. It you you pull the trigger yeah. and nothing happens. You're like, okay, that's great. You know, I chose the right. Yeah, or I got lucky. But on you that. did. Yeah, you just. I don't have the right answers on that, you know. I don't uh, think anybody does, man. I mean, we we've many times talked about how a band playing music and being in a band with people is a marriage in itself. Right. And so sometimes it's really hard to have said marriage and then have said marriage with and, a yeah. person, you know, it's And the weird thing is is again, it's all experience and the years you have invested in it. Knowing what I know now and back then the decisions that were made back then versus now would be totally two different oh, yeah. things, you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
because I, I look at um, a lot of bands are around here, you know, and and band members have wives or, or girlfriends. More, I look at the wife thing, you know, where they have kids and stuff, and you know, I I envy that so much because I remember what it used to be yeah. like, you know. You and, can do it. Like, um, yeah, it's it's like when it works, it feels I, all I just, right. I just want to whisper in there don't screw this up yeah don't mm. screw it up you know because it will haunt you every yeah. day every day um for the bad decisions you make along the way and you, you can't go through your whole band life without making a bad decision <laughs> yeah i mean you know unless you're impossible in, unless you're a striper or something you're a christian rock band. <laughs> well, even then, i guarantee no. they made no, some bad I, choices i've heard some stories they're they're, <laughs> they're not flawed they're, they're flawed as well but um but yeah, it's it's uh, you're fucked either way. It's not easy being in a band and and loving music because music sometimes music very rarely like gives back. It's a bitter mistress. Right. It's isn't a it? bitter it's mistress. A real man. bitter yeah. mistress. And there's so many things. It, it's it, you gotta f- find a re- if you want to keep a relationship. Like they need to be very open to to how this music life rules. Right. And then and then even dealing like I know you you guys kind of. I'm sure you've gone through so many even band members in the last 20 something years, but like dealing, trying to have three to four to five guys all on the same page with all different personalities. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, even that is an insane part of trying to, yeah, there's trying been, to live this music life. Uh, there's been so many times where, you know, I'll tell Russ, our guitar player, you know, we're just fuck it. We're going to f- fuck everything. We're shutting everything down. It's done. You know, <laughs> let's just shut it down and let's, let's write you know, we have so many new original songs that are in the the, uh, the recorder right now that uh, need, just focus on that that need nurtured and, and finished and uh, just finished written and this that and the other. You know, and um, in and I, again, you know, I'm so lucky to have been been able to play with so many great musicians along the way. I mean, everybody that was in Top Heavy and Skin Candy along the way. And uh, so, <laughs> uh, the last thing I heard was, "Well, the, the only reason Sean's played with so many people is he's such a fucking asshole that <laughs> that, that th- th- there's a revolving door that 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 you know." I've never worked with him. Yeah, to an extent, you know, I understand. Um, I'm more of one of those guys that, uh, okay, like if there's. If there's something wrong or, or, or a topic that needs addressed, we're going to fucking deal with it right now. Yep. You know, we're all old guys, you know. Uh, holding if, grudges if here. If your feelings get hurt, then you, you shouldn't even be here. <laughs> all right? You're not going to hurt my feelings with whatever you say. Just say it. Say it. Say it, you know. Not, you know, well, let's, let's, let's you know, tiptoe around this so we don't. Come on, really? That's just a waste of time, yeah, it is. you know? And the more uh, you harbor those feelings, the, the worse it's going to be. Yeah, the people that really know me know, you know, like, I'm like, dude, that's fucked up. Why did you fucking do that, you know? You, we've worked on this. Why, you know? Yeah. Uh, or, and as, like, a new member would be like, wow, why is he, that's kind of harsh, you know? Mm. And that, that's being mild, what I just said. <laughs> but people that really know me know... I, I want to be treated the same way. Yeah. You know, call me out if something's wrong. I want to know. That way you can get fixed. Yeah. Yeah, and there's certain ways you can go about it. But the older I get, the more time I think I don't have. So 
So let's just get it on the table. Let's yeah, work exactly. On it, so I, I mean, that's a life lesson there. That's yeah. not just even a music thing. Like just fucking deal with right, it. Right? Yeah. You know, it takes me back to something you uh, we were kind of talking about that I kind of had a question in my head uh, in the beginning of this was you were talking about how like you know you said they came and they sought you out they saw you and that band picked you up and told you they wanted you to come play and. You said that that just doesn't happen anymore, kind of really. And I wrote down, I was like, people, they're just, are they too nice? You know what I mean? Are they too nice to, uh, to like kick somebody out or like part ways or do anything like that? And I think it comes back just exactly what you just said. Like, you're not, yeah, you're not overly nice or like you're, you're going to speak your, your mind. It's not necessarily about being nice or rude. Or anything. It's about making sure all the cards are on the table, right? You know, um, and, th- and that's tough too. Uh, if you have to, I don't want to say fire, but if if you have to part ways, see there again. I'm sugarcoating. Yeah. It. Yeah. You know, you're fucking fired. Pack your shit <laughs> up and get out. You're not in the band anymore. Get out. Yeah. Um, it. You probably had to do that over the last twenty something years, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it sucks. You know. Um, one of my biggest regrets is, is doing that with Troy. Yeah. You know, I wish I never would have done that. He's an amazing guy, amazing oh, drummer. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, the fact that it took, it's me and Rob are responsible for it, but I won't, I'll put it on me, not Rob. But uh, that's one of my biggest regrets. He's such a great guy and um, great drummer. And he's blues fan. Go blues! I just wanted to say that. Why do you think I fired him? (laughs) Oh no! 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 I'm not joining your band either. (laughs) No, um, uh, he's a a beautiful human being, and uh, any band that has Troy is is lucky. Um, That dude's a monster. Yeah, I've been trying to to corral him back in for a long time, and. uh, we stay in touch. Yeah, and, that's good. And, I mean, and he gets up and jams with us. And, preserve that friendship. And yeah. Well, that's the thing is, I, it's never a. If we have to part ways with somebody, I never wanted to be. Be harsh and in on on bad terms. I never wanted to be. Um, a. When you have to do something like that, um, it it does pull on my heartstrings especially the older I get. And there is a certain way to go about doing that. Firing, excuse me, firing someone or yelling at someone because, you know, they're, they're out of key on this, even though yeah, we worked right. on it a million times. It's two different things. But um, so we always try to go about it in a nice way and keep them in the family you never want to blow up a bridge yeah, that no. way. And you don't want people talking bad about you. Yeah, right? you know, I don't even give a shit if people talk bad about me because I know they people do, and I I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least they're talking. At least, at least they're, they're talking, talking about, about yeah. it. That guy's a dick. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, get in line. You I better know? go see his band and make <laughs> <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> My name's still in your mouth. So is he still an asshole? Let's go see him. Let's yeah. go see his band. Yeah. <laughs> make fun of him. No, that's fine. But um, yeah, it's it's. You never want to have to part ways. They always say nothing lasts forever, and and it doesn't though, man. Um, there, there's been a, a numerous times where, you know, we've we've really came, we've shut down for two years, you know, and then just 
because we, I mean, we played from 98 to, when was it? 2012 nonstop. Yeah. You know? And it's like, so, I mean, I moved to Nashville for a year, moved back after a year down there. Um, When I was in Nashville, you know, I flew to Florida, recorded an album with a band there, uh, shot a video with them, did that whole thing. Um, Several bands in Chicago. I've done albums with um, shows, you know, up in Chicago, which were great. Um, So there's bands that I'm still in in Chicago. Yeah. They're just not, I use that term loosely, one uh, called Beautiful Nightmare. We're in the writing process right now, which I'm way behind on. Uh, And another band called Devil Land, which we uh, put out an album, uh, had a label out of Sweden that we signed to, and uh, it just kind of went nowhere, and all the CDs and merch and backdrops and everything are just sitting in a warehouse, so... (laughs) And then you and then you're sitting here, kind of missing missing the skin candy thing, and yeah, in, fire in, it back up again. Well, right? it's it's tough because you work so hard at something, and then everything you put your time and effort in is sitting in a box in yeah, Chicago. It means nothing to anyone and, other than you, right? Right, and you it if it, you try not to let it get to you because all that time, all those. Trips to Chicago, rehearsing and back, Chicago and back, was time away from your family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you could have been spending with them. And that's the love hate relationship with with the band life, you know? But we keep Um, doing it though, you know? I know. And it's just like, I hope I don't get old because the time I've been gone, I I try to take my kids everywhere with me. Oh, yeah. But they're to the point now, it's like, Dad, we saw you sing four years ago. <laughs> I'm not going to another show. <laughs> you know, we're done going to see Okay, you. okay, okay. Yes, I am. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, and it's, it's pro- a lot of it's probably overthinking it, too. I, I don't know, you know. Did did I make the wrong choice by putting too much on my plate and being away from the kids and the family? But you, you, can't, know? you can't make that choice again, though. Yeah, you I know, mean, like, I, 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 I'm a firm believer in, in the, the grass is always greener theory. Like, right. you know, like, it's so easy to look at something and go, man, if I had done that, shit, like, everything would have been better. It's like, well, but then, I mean, like, would it truly have been better? Or right. then would you have gone that path and been like, oh, man, like, I wish I would have gone that path. You know, it's yeah, like and- that... You're never going to be, I've tried to make sure that I'm just enjoying myself. Like, dude, like as you get a little older, you start to be like, all right, wait a minute. Um, like there, this is finite. I like things will end someday, whether it's tomorrow or 50 years from now. And like, you just almost have to force yourself into like enjoying. It's so cliche. Like somebody has got it painted on their bedroom wall above their bed. Like it's about, it's about the journey, the journey not the destination. destination. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it fucking is, dude. It like, is. Like when when you like when we're all on our deathbeds, like we're, we're gonna think of these weird moments, like that one practice or like that oh, one yeah. show yeah. that we went to. Those are the things like we're gonna think about. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be like how many albums did we sell or how many people came to that show. It's like right. the, it's gonna be those weird moments that no one else gets to experience except for us because we play music. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. Like it's so we're we're like our biggest freaking critics. Oh dude. yeah, I mean, totally. Like, oh man, um, I'm so sensitive. 
we'll play a show. And then at the next rehearsal, I'm like, do you remember song seven, three minutes in before the pre-chorus that was fucked? Do you remember? And they're like, no. <laughs> it's like, how, how do you not remember that? Yeah. It's like every, I don't know if it's kind of a rain man thing that I, that I do, but I, I document while we're playing in my mind yeah. in a little file, you file it away. Yeah. Go, man, we fucked yeah, that up. It's like, we okay, there, 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 you know, and then when we're packing up, I'll look at the set list to look at it again. Okay. Yeah. 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 I didn't like what you did there. I like what well, you did. And there. even for me, you know, I want to ask you this too. Do you ever like, there's a shit you play a show. Cause there's times you more than not that, you know, we play and it's just like, man, I'm fighting my voice all night. I'm not in the zone, you know, uh, but you know you have to play the show, yeah. and, and you get the the pee. Oh, it was great! It was great! It was great! And then in your mind, you're like, "It was fucking a nightmare." Yeah, what you do know? you mean it was great? Yeah, you know, it was. It wasn't the voice wasn't smooth at all. It, it's just, do you ever have those shows that you feel like you're fighting it, or you're like, "I, I I'm the best drummer in the whole world. I could have played anything." You like like those highs and lows. Yeah, do you ever I have do, those? man. And I think you're crazy if you don't. Whether that's you as an individual musician or you as a band, there are nights when we're just shit. Yeah. Compared to what we normally are. Like everything's off and like right. man, it sounds weird. And why are you like why did you we've played this <laughs> song fifty thousand times. How did you fuck that up? Yeah. Why did I fuck that up? But then there's those nights where it just seems like everything's perfect, you know. Right. And and yeah, I don't think I I'm sure I'm sure major acts are that way. But sometimes. like as an individual, as an individual, totally, man. Like some days it just feels fucking off. I mean, there's and they're very. It's never the shows you want it to be. Oh yeah, the big show like, is the one you fuck up on. Like right? you're, the cones, uh, we play down at Conesville every now and again, and there were crowds of ten thousand people. We played to down there, which were awesome. And you're hope okay. I, I hope this, this is, is one the show. Of, yep. And you go up there. And your voice is just like giving you two middle fingers. <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> Tonight's Fuck not you. the night, cocksucker. You're going to suck tonight. I think that has a lot to do with you the know, pressure like, too, don't you think? Yeah, and it's like then you have the shows where, where you're playing to, to ashtrays. Yeah, it's because you're relaxed, man. Yeah, and it's no like pressure. you feel like you could sing anything, Yep. you know, and everything's coming out right and you're nailing everything. And no one's, it's like, <laughs> did you hear this? Yeah. Can, no you, one, can, can you open the door so the traffic can hear this? Dude, you know? some of, I bet you some of the best shows we've ever played as a band have yeah. been to, to no one. Yeah. And to, like to you, five people. Like you said, I, I think it's a, you don't feel any pressure. Yeah. You know, it's You're just like, well, like okay, this bullshit. it's a paid practice. It's practice. You know, how many times you nail it in practice, then you get in front of a crowd. Right. And yeah. Falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, just so weird. Then there are those times on occasion where, the moon's aligned and yep. you're playing for a big crowd yep. and, and everything's hit on all cylinders. Yeah, it'll you know? happen. But that's the so. chase. What if it was always the same and perfect every time? Like, do you then become complacent with that? You know, it's right. the chase yeah. of like See, that I think, perfect show. I think that has as much to do with it as anything. You get, you get complacent, you get too comfortable yeah. and you're like, oh, we've been doing, we've done this 5,000 so times. Yeah. Why do I, I'm not, I don't have to be nervous. And the one night you're not, there's one you fuck. Up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you, you screw something up and it's like, how did I just miss that? Yeah. <laughs> I've fucking been doing that forever. You know, I yeah. need to go get checked for uh, amnesia <laughs> right. and, and dyslexia and all this stuff. Cause I fucked it up. I'm getting yeah. old. 
Well, exactly. Well, dude, uh, as we're wrapping up, man, um, I mean, everybody listening to this probably knows you, but maybe hasn't seen you. Like, and you got anything coming up uh, locally that that people can come out and support your scene? <laughs> <laughs> Pro- probably not till spring. Um, March 20th. Uh, is that spring? I would call yeah. it. After St. Patrick's Day, I'd call that spring. 100%. Yeah, early spring, I guess. Yeah. That's a um, weekend? Yeah, it's a Cedar River Landing show. Oh, nice. But um, uh, are you a believer in, in a little bit of distance between your shows, or do you... Or was that on purpose that no, there's this much time between shows? No, I, I'm a f- definite firm believer in that. My biggest thing is, is playing like, say, Cedar Rapids, playing... One bar, one weekend, one yeah. bar the next weekend, one bar the next... You're, you're hurts, in Cedar, man. And it's like... And I we kind of broke that rule this last winter, last couple months, yeah. you know, because that stuff came up. Yeah, right. And it wasn't intentional by any means, but um, the guys wanted to play. It's and, hard to turn down money for your band yeah, members. Well, you especially around Christmas You don't want to take like that, that away. Yeah, and um, so we kind of broke that cardinal rule uh, for doing that, and... My only analogy on that is if, say, Aerosmith lived in Cedar Rapids, yeah. and as much as I love Aerosmith, if they played every weekend in Cedar Rapids, you're not going to go see them. You're fucking point. tired of seeing. You might go see them the first two, and right. then you'll skip the third. Right, and exactly. Maybe the fourth, um, coming to the fifth. And that's just my feelings on it. You know, there, there's bands that that do that all the time, especially if you're. A new band, you know, yeah. you want to play as much as yeah, possible. Yeah, and you should, you want to, to get, get some new fans. Yeah, but yeah. Once I, you've established yourself, it's kind of right. tough to. So I, I'm kind of the every three month yeah. rule or three to four month rule. You know, make it a big show. Um, tribute bands are a different thing. Yeah, you know, like every six to eight months. You know, something like that. All right. So last question then: If you could start a tribute band, I know you've been in yeah. some, like you said, but if you could start one right now. This is two-parter. One selfishly and one to be the most famous tribute band of ever. What would you do? Oh, boy. I mean, your selfish one. I mean, do My we know the My selfish one um, would be a Judas Priest okay. tribute band. So what's the one that you think that you could start that could, like, take over the Midwest? The one that I, the one that I was in, Screw, the Monica oh, yeah. Tribute. I love that one. It's my favorite band of all time, obviously. But um, if I could do that, especially with it, what with Crew kind of making a comeback right yeah, now, I, like, I was so mad that they came back, you know. <laughs> but because I, I didn't want, I didn't want them to ever go back on their word, you know. Yeah. And of course, but you're gonna go uh, see them, aren't you? Well, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> I'm one of the adults that are gonna Fine. go. Yeah. But um, would you ever get back in that band? Are they still playing at all? Or um, there's been talks about it. Uh, I'm still in touch with all those guys. They're Ed, uh, the bass player. I, I don't think Ed would ever do it again. The bass player, out of, he's in Nebraska. But uh, Taco and Doug, they're in Des Moines. Um, I know they would for sure. But you never know. Was, maybe maybe you put one show together and you just be like, "What's up? Yeah, this I, is I working mean, out, boys." What was weird with that band? Um, it was based out of Des Moines in. The coolest thing ever was playing shows. Uh, we do uh, big shows, outdoor shows for Des Moines and uh, the Ice Arena and, oh, yeah. and, and stuff like that with other tribute bands. Is you look out and you see Corey Taylor in the front row, <laughs> just rocking out. It's like holy shit! So I, it's just like I take a step back and it's like there's something seriously wrong right now. <laughs> you know, something's really wrong right now. My dumbass is up here. Trying to impersonate Vince Neil, 
while Corey Taylor yeah. is having the time of his life. Right. <laughs> so he ended up just loving the band. Yeah. You know, and uh, he knew he's known Ed and and the guys in Des Moines and stuff too that were in the band. So he ended up coming to uh, three or four shows, and um, we ended up opening for him on New Year's Eve uh, with Corey's uh, cover band at um, Val Air Ball. Oh, and, damn. Yeah, oh, nice. so that was fun. Uh, there's such a love-hate relationship with tribute bands yep. with people, you know. Yep. Do you learn the music perfect? But not do you the look. Dress like them, or and do the you look? dress yeah. like them, and you're you're. But you're not that good, <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, do you, so it's. Uh, I'm kind of like you have to have both, yeah, to be able to pull it off yeah. but, to um, make you want to go see it, maybe, right? But if I could merge tribute bands, it would be a Motley Priest tribute or it, Judas Crew. Well, I'd call it "Screw the Priest." Okay, <laughs> is what I would do. That would go so, over. Well. Oh, I'm sure it would. <laughs> Damn you! Go, all, hey, all press is good press. Yeah, let's go see "Screw the Priest." <laughs> what? Well, you got anything? You got anything else to add, AJ? I'm good, man. This has been a He's great like, conversation. Get this fucking guy out of no, here, man! Come this on, is, we got another this one. This has been a this has been an awesome conversation, right. man. And I just like uh, I was telling Mike about you know as we're doing this and kind of re re upping some things. Like it's been so I just love listening to uh, like people like you coming in and talking about your experiences, man, because they're so fascinating. So That's thank a, you for being here and doing it. It's an it. honor. I Seriously. I, anybody that listened to my dumb ass. <laughs> well, we don't know <laughs> if anybody's listening yet. We're going to find out. We don't know that yet. That's we don't right. know if you're a Kurt Burgess, if you can move the dial. Right. Kurt seems to be able to you do. You know, the Kurt, uh, <laughs> me and him go way back so far. Um, he actually, we'll save this for another podcast. But he actually filled in vocals for me because I spent the night in jail and top. Are you serious? When I was in top every one time. All right, then we so, we should do uh, we should make a, every couple episodes we should do like a meet at a bar mobile one. Yeah, yeah. Where we'll get those two together and we'll right. let them, uh, <laughs> so let's tell good. that story. So yeah, me and Kurt go way back in. Um, I got to see Kurt with uh, Elizabeth von Presley recently. Ja, um, was that where was that at? At the Chrome Horse. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For for her birthday. Yeah. And not only was I, I blown away when, when she, they did uh, Zeppelin, um, and I think they did a whole lot of love. I think that's the one they do. Yeah. yeah. And we've done that song before, you know, and she's such an amazing singer. Uh, and just being going there, studying her vocals, yeah. you know, because that's, that's one thing I always do with any band is see how they, their approach and what they do and how they do it. I was blown away. I mean, obviously the whole night by her vocals, but what she did on that one and the approach she took in her end screams that she did on the end of the song just blew me away. I was like, wow, it was just uh, unreal. And, and to see Kurt yeah, uh, playing in that band. Yeah. Right? He's up there playing, you know, Kenny Loggins and, and Katy Perry. And, yeah. And, all this stuff, you know, and out of his, I don't want to say, I don't want to misspeak for him, but it would be out of my comfort zone. Well, I, you know, I think it is. Yeah, I think that's right to say. And, and what a great job yeah. he did. And the solos he played just freaking blew me He's away. So you know, I, I was like, wow, you know, it's just I underappreciated his his talent so much, you know. And just that's one thing is is getting your ass out and seeing to see him. a ton of bands, you know, because mm -hmm. there's so many good bands out there. Uh, that that I'm missing out on, 
You know, because of stupid Netflix. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's right. well, Netflix but, is great, but, right? But and, and that's Plus. props. That's props to you and props to Kurt. And I hope that that uh, goes around and other people's like, hey, th- this pop music may not be your thing and whatever, but like you can still go and enjoy it. You don't have to. Be like fuck, fuck Elizabeth and her bubblegum pop and Kurt. <laughs> I can't believe Kurt's playing music. It's like no, it, it's great. Like go check it out. Right? Maybe yeah. it's not something you're gonna listen to, but live, get a couple beers, listen to a band live. Yeah, it's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong that's with what it. It's about it's about the live experience. Yeah, that, you know? yeah. it's like the, their drummer, their keyboard player, their bass player, yeah. just incredible musicians. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, it may, I might not be listening to obviously Katy Perry in totally. my, my car, but to be able to see a lot of the songs she does that I wouldn't do is it's amazing because you look at the talent it takes to be able to do some of that stuff yeah. and to see it pulled off in such a way, it just, it just blows you away. It's like, fuck I, a either makes you want to go home and just quit <laughs> by seeing, you know, a really good band like yeah. that. Or you're like, okay, I need to go practice. Like we said, it lights a fire. Yeah. under you. It just we'll makes you want to play and, and, and kudos to all the band. The, all the bands out there that that because it, it takes some nuts to get up there and do it. Oh yeah, you know, I no it matter does, how man. good you are, matter no matter how play. bad you are. Yeah. Um, just for me, from the early days, I didn't want to have I wanted my back to the people. Yeah. Because it, no matter what, it it takes stones to get up there and try to do it. Yep. You have a vision to do. Mm-hmm. You know, so kudos to all the bands around here that that get up there and do it. All the time, you know, it's, 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 it, it takes a lot. It yep. takes guts, you know. Well, start your, uh, you general public, start your musical journey of opening your horizons and seeing some people, uh, mm-hmm. playing some music. Go on March 20th, see Skin Candy, Cedar River Landing. Just strike, strike up a conversation with Sean Dax. He's not as mean as he looks. <laughs> I, I, I do, uh, I have RBF, resting bitch face. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I know. I know I do. You just tap um, him on the shoulder, you say something nice, and he'll have a good conversation that's with That's right. You. Right. Um, I do have resting bitch face, but um, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm angry or, or not in a good mood or, yeah. or I'm just an a-hole. Um, but I can be all of that when I have to be, yeah. like, like anybody. Yeah. Sure. Um, but no, I, I appreciate and, and love everybody that, even comes out to our show, your show, anybody's show, because they either need to take time off work, they need to find yeah. sitters, yeah. Um, you know, they're spending their money at the local establishments, you. Yep. you know, um, it's a lot to ask th- this day and age, yeah. you know, yeah. as opposed to 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and two, I I'm such a fan of pork tornadoes. I got, I, dude, I, got, I literally saw that. Yeah. I saw, I never noticed that. I'm like, pork. holy shit! Yeah, I got pork on my right hand. I couldn't fit tornadoes on my left. <laughs> so I just did. So I just, instead. I'm like, I, what four letter words gonna fit? <laughs> well, dude, that's fucking. That makes my day. So dude, thanks for coming, man. February, you guys are at Paramount, Paramount Theater. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be there. You gonna come out? Yep. Hell yeah, man. Yep. I have to. I like knowing that. Yeah. Now, now I'll be nervous that he's in the crowd. No. Like, oh, no, I can't look. <laughs> You'll look up after sign, song four. Yeah, yeah. song four. Then you'll see. <laughs> Next time you watch me play, watch that. I'm kind of like, <laughs> like this for the first couple songs. And then I'm like, okay, we're good. Hey, we're good. I'll be well, out there standing with my arms crossed. Yeah. Yes. My that, resting bitch that's face. That's what I expect, man. <laughs> well, Sean, thanks for coming, Thank man. you guys so much really for having appreciate me. Check out it Skin Candy house. online and uh, March 20th, Cedar Landing. Yeah. Okay, bye. See ya. <laughs>